Hello, hello, and welcome to another hometown daily news show. Sorry that I'm running a little late. Uh, today's episode is titled It's Electric and Maybe Burning Down the House. I'm going to go over the articles real quick so you know right off the beginning what we're going to cover. Um, there are uh, risky electric blankets. Um, feds announce a massive takedown of a fraudulent nursing diploma scheme. Uh, Audi's a la latest uh, concept vehicle is a, a coupe that transforms into a truck. There's a 45-year-old biotech CEO that uh, is exhibiting miraculously uh, youth generating uh, procedures, uh, also known as working out and eating well. An Amazon engineer asked ChatGPT about uh, software development and apparently gets them right. Uh, the New York Stock Exchange glitch, it got traced back to humans uh, failing uh, to hit stop. <laughs> uh, Dead Space is about to release ChatGPT yet again. Can't be credited as an author in an academic publisher's uh, policy and procedures manual anymore. Uh, or I should say it should never have been. And... Uh, blade star which is really reaching back because of how old blade is but at any rate uh, referencing steven dorf uh, making a comment about how marvel's worthless garbage mark and then mocks the mcu's blade because they'd already done it so we're going to get into today's news and keep on hustling through uh, 10 articles i'm not turning it up to 11 and uh, today's uh, episode is not going to be uh, featuring the uh, artificial intelligence that runs Omtown. We will come back around that again. Okay, so let's get into it. Hello, hello. Um, not sure what's going on but the website says that or i should say steam uh, twitch says that um, my internet is uh, unstable but the only thing that's unstable might be me let's get into today's news you already have the rundown uh, there's a warning over risky electric blankets that are sold online there's a consumer rights group called witch uh, found blankets sold online could cause electric shocks the article is over at bbc news and Frankly, this kind of worries me. Um, Shiona McCallum is the author as a technology reporter for BBC.com. And let me throw this into the chat. So it's part of the VOD. And, um, uh, okay, so one of the things that I seem to have noticed, and I'm sure others have, but what are we going to do about it is really the issue. Um, but there are things that are being sold on Amazon and other uh, sites where I don't think that they're certified um, by a certification body, uh, either in the United States or uh, in Europe, right? In the EU or in uh, Britain, in the UK. And um, I think that it's a major issue because there's a lot of trust imparted on the retail channel to have items that are uh, certified. And usually that's really expensive. You have to send it in multiple times. There are multiple uh, units that have to be sent in before it gets sold to the public. It has to go through rigorous testing. 
Um, they do certain processes to find out if it's going to fail or not. Um, and there's cost associated with the time sink involved with certifying something that is electric and plugged into the grid. If it's low voltage, then it isn't as rigorous, but when it's higher voltage, then it becomes an issue. So I think it's called CE certification, but, um, and there are other things, UL certification, underwriter laboratory, basically, um, promises they the 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 inference of this certification is that you have um corrected for it well this article um is over at the bbc and it says separately uh, charity electrical safety first says it found highly dangerous electrical products for sale by third-party sellers online and it wants new regulations to bolster consumer protection uh, what i really admire about the eu um, in particular, and, and um, is that it's consumer centric and very overt about it, you know, right to be forgotten. Um, things like standardization around a, a particular power um, system like uh, USB-C. It, it, I think this is a new trend, um, but it really... Uh, empowers the uh, the regular joes the the consumer um to be protected from either abusive policies um or uh, siloing and, and monopolistic tendencies maybe i'm naive about it in certain areas but i certainly see it um you know in certain geographic areas because i'm not that well informed about the eu and uh, uk um but I certainly see that there is a balkanization in um, industries and instead of everybody leaning into a standard so that there are things that are interoperable, it's kind of chopped up, right? So Sony used to be really into that um, way back memory sticks and, and um, uh, other sectors like beta versus VHS it's it's always been happening but nowadays for crying out loud certification should be a standard process it, again if it's like five volts it doesn't matter right but when you're talking about plugging into the mains electric uh, electrical grid and a short happening in a nine out of 11 electric blankets throws and shawls which which question mark uh, bought from third-party sellers on AliExpress, which basically is Chinese manufacturing. And so the certification probably isn't there. Um, I'd like to know if it is there, that would be tremendous. But um, ha having purchased, I don't see it. Um, but maybe I guess I wasn't looking very hard for it because I was looking for a solution that I couldn't find in the States. Um, and subsequently, I, I have found it in the States. But I think it's just imported from uh, Chinese manufacturers. Uh, Amazon is definitely, I see Chinese manufacturers all over the place. Um, eBay, uh, I don't even really purchase uh, so much like a retail channel from Amazon, uh, or sorry, from eBay. Um, and I definitely have never purchased anything from Wish. Uh, I've seen way too many shady things. Um, but at any rate, I think that it's an issue and I think that more attention should be paid and uh, to this uh, uh, safety check 
particularly when it's talking about plugging into mains electrical, um, because if something bad happens, particularly with uh, something like an electric blanket, um, somebody's going to lose their life. Uh, and I don't want to be, I, I, I will never be the type of person that sits there and says, well, generally everybody's okay. You know, a million units have sold and only, you know, 10 people have lost their life. Um, it, it's a ridiculous argument and you can't say buyer beware when there's no marketing towards notifying people that this is taking place and the people that do get harmed by it, um, would have to spend a mint to inform. So buyer beware is, is just a ridiculous argument. Um, that said, we're going to move on to the next argument. Uh, sorry. Next article. Man, I think that one slipped. Okay, so let's keep on going. I will end up uh, soapboxing about a lot of things. Um, the next article is in the Daily News Show. Feds announced massive takedown of fraudulent nursing diploma scheme. I thought this one was interesting. All of these were actually submitted. Um, well, most of them. I don't think all of them, but most of them um, were submitted. Uh, feds announced massive takedown of fraudulent nursing diploma scheme, which I think is disgusting. Um, a massive scheme to sell fraudulent nursing degree credentials has been brought down by a joint federal law enforcement operation. The DOJ announced on Wednesday, this is over at ABC news. I don't know what the heck is going on here. Oh, this is a police department video and I can't even hide it. This is, it's kind of wonky. Sasha Pezanik, um, over at ABC news is the author of this article. And it says the crime ring allegedly sold more than 7,600 bogus nursing certificates. Uh, this kind of uh, smacks of the um, bogus information by George Santos, you know, saying that he's this, that, and the other. Um, and then, well, then nobody does due diligence. So the due diligence has to be done. A massive coordinated scheme to sell false and fraudulent nursing degree credentials has been brought down by a joint federal law enforcement operation, Justice Department officials said Wednesday. Um, as first reported by ABC News, officials said the scheme involved peddling more than $100 million worth of bogus nursing diplomas and transcripts over the course of several years. Fake diplomas that were sold to help thousands of people take shortcuts toward becoming licensed um, practicing nurses, which is going to end up killing somebody. This is ridiculous. If you don't, if you have not earned the skills, if you haven't developed the knowledge, skills, and abilities, then you haven't earned the diploma and, and you shouldn't be getting them, uh, through a shortcut. A shortcut will cost lives. Um, and so anybody who did this should be brought up m more on the federal criminal side because this is it's, it's just disgusting um, officials said the forged diplomas and transcripts were sold from what had been accredited schools to aspiring nurses in order to help candidates bypass the qualifying requirements necessary to sit for the national nursing board exam um, and it says quote this is probably one of the most brazen schemes that the this person omar perez uh yeah perez abar had said uh, that they'd seen and it does shock the mind. Um, they're the special agent in charge, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Office of Inspector General. Um, and they told ABC News in an interview. 
So we expect our healthcare professionals to be who they claim they are, specifically when we talk about a nurse's education and credentials. Shortcut is not a word we want to use, said the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, Markenzie LaPointe. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if there is anybody in any administration that would accept that this was, uh, you know, uh, is, is this too one of those things where somebody can say, well, buyer beware, you know, I, it's just wild that this is actually taking place. Um, and I'm really curious about all of the organizations that were actually selling these. Where is it just one? It says the defendants include owners, operators, and employees of the schools who prepared and sold fake nursing diplomas um, and transcripts to nursing candidates, knowing that the candidates would use those fake documents to, one, sit for nursing board examinations, secure nursing um, licenses, and they they skipped second and uh three ultimately obtain nursing jobs in medical facilities so it, it doing this kind of thing um allows somebody to uh, accrue clout um and and um respect and they didn't earn their certificate their degree their licensure um what how else did they actually get it um, and just because you might be able to study hard and pass the licensure part of it, um, doesn't necessarily mean that you've got the skills because the licensure may not have, and I, I'd have to look because, um, I'd, I'll have to talk to somebody in, uh, the nursing program, um, or in a nursing program to see if the licensure, um, involves a practical application outside of um, the academic setting where obviously you do have to practice certain things because you have a, a residency type of environment. You have to put in a certain number of hours. This I know. Um, but can they secure nursing licensure simply because they have this diploma and fake transcript, this fake diploma and fake transcript. That's something that's going to be interesting to talk about with people. Um, and um, maybe I can come back to this um, next week uh, after I bring it to uh, some people's attention. It'll be interesting. So the alleged scheme enabled uh, these nursing candidates to uh, buy fake diplomas and avoid hundreds, if not thousands of hours of clinical training, countless hours of getting that experience. Um, these people didn't go through that and that was completely skipped. So it's like having somebody else write your paper. Um, it's not your work. You don't deserve the, um, the degree. And I actually went through a program where, uh, ultimately we treated the, uh, person that was obviously using a third party service, um, or had done the work arguably, maybe, I, I really doubt it based on the conversations that we had, um, through some intermediary, they had some third party somewhere, um, in never in the same spot, uh, based on research. And, um, we called them out and, uh, treated them as an insider threat and named them as an insider threat in our reports and our, uh, our, uh, applied, knowledge and skills and abilities. We actually wrote reports that named this person who was a part of the team 
as an insider threat. And they never responded to that. What they responded to was us calling them out directly, um, but never via any of the papers that we uh, sent in, the reports that we sent in uh, through the program. It was quite fascinating. Um, they were only upset with us because we would ask them to verify their identity at the time, like come to meetings and stuff like that, um, because it was all done virtually. So quite fascinating that this, uh, in this day and age, where it really takes being in person um, to demonstrate your knowledge and uh, skills and abilities, uh, can they do this? So I hope all of these schools lose their uh, ability to teach, particularly the nursing um, vocation. So kind of a, a real, a, <laughs> just a train wreck. So in the ind indictments, federal law enforcement officials allege that the defendants, some in leadership roles at nursing schools, solicited and recruited individuals who sought nursing credentials to gain employment as registered nurses or licensed practical and vocational nurses, um, LPNs and, L and VNs, um, then arranged with co-conspirators to create and distribute false and fraudulent diplomas and transcripts to falsely represent that they aspiring nurses had attended the program and had completed the necessary courses to receive a diploma that this is why the HR departments must certify that they have done the due diligence necessary to vet these people. Uh, again, one wrong move and somebody dies. Um, it's as simple as that. So really disgusting. Uh, let's move on to the next article. Um, this next article is, um, in the word in tech, Audi's latest concept car is a luxury coupe that transforms into a truck. I fought the urge to say duck, um, but there we go. Um, Audi's been on a, on a run lately with some interesting concept cars, tackling everything from giant urban people mover to villainous sedan that drives itself. Let's go over to the source, and that's at The Verge. Andrew J. Hopkins is the author of this. This looks like a pretty sexy car. I like this little beast of a concept car. Um, the Actosphere is an autonomous electric vehicle with rugged features designed for off-roading and outdoor lovers. It's the fourth in a series of concepts that Audi says will guide its design process in the future. This is an Audi that I would buy in a heartbeat. I like that. This, I, I, I dig the stance of this. Um, it being an off-road outdoor electric vehicle though, meh, I'd like to see its cold weather uh, tolerance in, in terms of battery compartment. Um, but again, this is a, an article over at TheVerge.com by Andrew J. Hawkins. Um, so let's see here. It says here, Active Sphere is the culmination of the German automaker Sphere concepts. Four concepts to represent each of the four rings in Audi's logo. Um, they have in parentheses, guess we won't be getting a fifth ring to bind them all together in the darkness probably for the best. Well, where's the eye of Sauron? Is that what that third light is in the middle of the, the back of this? I really like this car. I want this car. This car I want. It looks very Porsche. Um, it also sits atop a modular electric drive platform that Audi is developing in collaboration with its sister company, Porsche, uh, that will have real world implications for future production vehicles. They really need to change the dynamic for um, electric vehicles. Please integrate a 
a hot swappable kind of a battery compartment environment um, and make it robust enough that it's theft resistant without the proper authority to gain access to it. I know that it's almost impossible kind of like these people that sit there and say, Oh, you need to be able to do right to repair and allow um, access to the secure compartment in an iPhone. No, absolutely not. Um, if you allow one person in, everybody will get in. I understand that. But in the terms of this battery compartment system, don't charge people for the battery, make it a lease where people rent. Not, they don't ever even own it. They simply, they purchase the vehicle and have a perpetual license to swap out these batteries. Um, understanding though, that somebody is going to end up stealing them, but there were, it's being stolen from cars right now, you know, not batteries, but catalytic converters and wheels and other things from the cars. I mean, the Prius is getting all kinds of stuff taken from it, um, in Japan alone, let alone everywhere else around the world. Uh, but don't make people buy a battery that drives the car and after 10 years, it's going to end up in a landfill or have to, uh, an extraordinary expense uh, to somebody somewhere to refurbish the battery. It, it is a consumable. It just happens to survive a tremendous amount of consumption. Um, at any rate, I think this, this is a great looking car. Um, it says um, the PPE. Where is it? A premium platform electric platform. All right. Um, it's like a ATM machine, right? Automated, uh, automated teller machine machine. Anyway, the PPE platform will include 800 volt architecture to enable fast charging, similar to the Audi e-tron uh, GT Quattro, uh, which is pretty awesome in its own right. Um, but I think that this car is more my style. Um, that means gaining as much as 300 kilometers with just 10 minutes of charging. And the, uh, that would be amazing. 10 minutes. That is about the right time frame. Um, but a hundred, uh, 300 kilometers isn't the distance that I'm going for. Um, the PPE will accommodate an unprecedented range of high volume automobiles, including SUVs and CUVs with high ground clearance, as well as cars with a flat silhouette that are part of Audi's core product range, like the A6. Um, uh, I just, I want this kind of a vehicle with no dashboard and a drive by wire and uh, change the dynamic. You know, at one point in our lives, horses were... Um, the mainstay of moving from point A to point Z. Then we moved to cars and we were controlled by not wanting to spook horses. And then we end up with something like today's Autobahn, um, which I think would be more in line with what should be expected in the 21st century. Uh, automated vehicles, drive by wire, high speed get from point A to point Z as uh, expeditiously as possible um, and efficiently using EV. So let's do that. Let's do that. Anyway, there's a whole bunch more over at this uh, article at The Verge. So definitely follow the link and go and check it out. Now, let's move on to this next article. Um, and this one is one that I started, I had read elsewhere and then started chuckling about it because it's just so ridiculous. 
A 45-year-old biotech CEO may have reduced his biological age by at least five years through a rigorous medical program that can cost up to $2 million a year, Bloomberg reported. I don't know why Bloomberg is reporting it other than maybe it generated clicks, but that's not where I found the article. I found the article over at Business Insider. I'll just skip right into Business Insider because this made me chuckle so much. Lloyd Lee is the author of this article over at Business Insider. And uh, when I, right, the moment that I saw this picture, I was like, oh, Theranos. Um, so Brian Johnson, a biotech founder, aims to have the body of an 18-year-old, Bloomberg reported. He and his TND and a team of experts started a program called Project Blueprint to unlock the key to aging and tests show that Johnson has the heart of a 37-year-old, according to the report, while well, he's 45. So I think that's probably in the margin of error for um, evaluating somebody, a 45-year-old heart. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, eight years? Yeah, all right. Anyway, um, so it says Johnson is a biotech entrepreneur who hopes to game nature's course by of aging and have the organs of an eight, uh, and health of an 18 year old by going through an intense data-driven experimental program that he's called project blueprint cost $2 million um, a year, possibly um, the, this person uh, apparently has monthly colonoscopies and uh, uh, drinks a whole regime of regimen of, um, and let's say sup they say supplements two dozen supplements lycopene metformin which is hardly a supplement unless you want to define supplement as anything that isn't being used therapeutically by um, medical prescription um, but metform metformin is both for weight loss and diabetes uh, turmeric which does not fall in line with the caliber of uh supplement as metformin by any means and then zinc for brain health a small dose of lithium yes lithium and then it says among others so he limits the the um, calories to just shy of 2000 and are apparently vegan and um i don't know what they're extruded into pellet form and he just nibbles on them throughout the day it doesn't matter to me but he exercises daily, three high-intensity workouts a week, and goes through blood tests and MRIs and colonoscopies each month. So the person is exercising quite a bit, right? Exercises daily. We don't know what the control is of that. And then three high-intensity workouts. Yeah, they're working out, and that is their lifestyle, right? And then they're, you know, all alpha CEO of a biotech so it says here, all of his efforts in 2021 have amounted to what Johnson claimed is a world record epigenetic age reversal of 5.1 years. Yeah, I think anybody, you pay me. Okay, here's your, here, uh, Johnson, contact me. You pay me what your CEA, uh, CEO salary is, and I will... Uh, quit my job, my day job, um, stop doing what I'm doing. Um, I'll still stream so that I can give daily um, notices to uh, everybody on the internet. Um, I'll go through your regimen 
and your workout regime, I will follow it um, from beginning to end. And uh, I'll even uh, go through the monthly colonoscopies. Um, and um, let's, let's see, you know, I'm a little bit older than you and um, maybe have a different uh, epigenetic profile. Um, definitely a different genetic profile, but you know, maybe, maybe um, I, I can be your guinea pig. Um, but you have to tell me honestly what your CEO pay is. Um, and if it is, um, anything less than, uh, what I would need to be secure in doing your project, um, yeah, I'd probably have to step away. Um, but let, let's see, let's see. Um, he says recently he started a website called rejuvenation Olympics, which displays an epigenetic leaderboard ranking the 1750 people in the world who are fighting against father time. And Johnson currently stands in first place. Of course, of course. And I'm sure all of those people that are in this, um, were regular old Joes that aren't paying upwards of $2 million a year or have that kind of money where they can dedicate their time and effort uh, on the daily um, to go through all of this. So I think this is rather laughable, but okay. Um, let's go on to the next article. Um, fraudulent microchip use and compliance issues found on controversial lion farms in the free state of South Africa. A number of serious management and compliance issues were, were revealed on lion farms in the Free State Province, South Africa, uh, by a joint team of researchers from Monitor, uh, Blood Lions, and World Animal Protection, potentially fraudulent activities relating to the use of microchips operating without valid permits and incomplete, inconsistent, and unclear record keeping were some of the irregularities found on commercial facilities that keep and trade captive lions and other predators. Um, so this is over in fizz.org. Um, Pensoft Publishers is the author of this. And it said, African lions are legally farmed in South Africa for commercial uses and interactive tourism activities such as cub petting, volunteerism, volunteerism, um, or the quote-unquote canned hunting industry where captive bred lions are released into a confined space to be killed for sport. Um, other reasons include trade in live animals or selling their body parts for the needs of uh, traditional Asian medicine. So, Hey, you know, not to knock someone else's yum, but come on. I mean, we really need to change the <laughs> anyway, maybe that's not for me to say, but my ethics just doesn't allow for hunting lions for sport. Uh, I could understand if it's for survival, you know, and you eat the meat and you survive off of the, that meat and you use the pelts for uh, clothing and whatnot, but for crying out loud. Other reasons include that trade in live animals or selling their body parts for needs of traditional Asian medicine. I think that too is ridiculous. Um, but Again, there might be stuff going on in the world uh, where somebody can sit there and point, but what about, no, I don't believe in whataboutism. Name the issue, address the issue, speak of the issue and speak out against the issue and, and fight the good fight um, with uh, 
social redress, not with whataboutism. I'm not trying to compare anything. I'm saying that this is wrong, that is wrong, that is wrong, this is right, this is right, that kind of a thing. Um, and I'm happy to enter entertain discussion regarding it, but no whataboutisms. Um, unless you want to say, well, what about this? Because that too is bad. Yes. If it's bad, I will sit there and go, yeah, that whataboutism is right on target. But guess what? That needs to be addressed too. It doesn't make either of them right just because somebody else is doing something equally horrible. Well, anyway, and there's a whole lot of people that might pop up and say, well, you know, you're not a, a vegan and all harming of animals, um, etc. You're absolutely right. You know, we all have slightly different um, but hunting a, a lion um, for sport, not for survival. You know, most people eat um, meat because it is for what they perceive as survival, because theoretically you can't get everything from nothing more than plant matter. Otherwise, there would never have been carnivores, um, let alone omnivores that'll eat a you know, truck tire. Anyway, um, so the, a multinational team of researchers used permit data legally obtained from provincial uh, authorities to summarize such uses of lions on farms in the free state and uh, found uh, multiple instances of violation of national and provincial regulations. So uh, basically people are finding a way to um, either... Uh, circumvent or just outright violate and then hide what they were doing. So during a four-year period of 2017 to 2020, more than 500 unique microchips could not be followed through the system. Uh, for euthanasia permits, the number of potentially fraudulently used microchip numbers of lions was uh, as many as 15%, and in some cases, a microchip number had been used up to four times. So um, obviously it raises concerns, and that's what it's about to talk about in this article. It raises concerns that lion farm owners may deliberately reuse microchip numbers to launder wild-caught and unregistered captive-bred lions, basically disappear them from the records, kind of a cook-the-books kind of thing so that they could either uh, sell them on the black market or uh, uh, do whatever it is that they're doing on the down-low um, so a laundering of lions and other predators through the fraudulent use of microchips has implications beyond South Africa's borders, in particular in the trade in lion bones for traditional medicine, where bones, claws, skeletons, and skulls are exported to Southeast Asia. Um, and this just goes on. Um, yeah, so if you want to read more about this, then definitely go over to fizz.org. You can follow the link through Omtown, um, and it'll lead you right to it. Uh, let's keep on hustling through all of this news. Um, an Amazon engineer asked ChatGPT interview questions for a software coding job at the company, and the chatbot got them right. Well, of course, it is the culmination of the world's knowledge at your fingertips. Uh, I'm working on a project right now uh, that I hope to start tweeting about soon, um, as well as reading. <laughs> reading it live here in uh, hometown. Uh, not necessarily hometown daily news show but another show where i will read um, certain things that are generated by uh, chat gpt um so chat gpt got technical interview questions right and 
an Amazon employee in an internal Slack channel. Um, the interview test was one of the many chat GPT related topics discussed in the Slack channel. And Amazon is worried about employees sharing confidential company information with chat GPT because it is the digital elephant in the room that never forgets. Eugene Kim over at businessinsider.com wrote this article and, um, yeah, I'm using ChatGPT. Um, for a moment there, I thought that it was always going to be overloaded, um, but I have a way of getting in and uh, found it really interesting um, and already started working on this project. Um, the artificial intelligence powered chatbot correctly answered some of Amazon's interview questions for a software coding position, according to screenshots of a recent internal Slack channel discussion seen by Insider. Though the answers were not the most efficient and had some buggy implementation, ChatGPT was able to give correct solutions and even improve the code. An Amazon machine learning engineer explained in the chat in the yes Slack channel. They were honestly impressed is what it says here in this article. Um, and I am not really surprised. It, again, it has the world's knowledge at, at its fingertips. And as more people use it, it expands that knowledge. It is essentially uh, Wikipedia with a, a living mind um, that is uh, immediately accessible based on the architecture of ChatGPT. So it says here an Amazon lawyer chimed in on, on Slack, warning employees not to share confidential information with ChatGPT. Quote, this is important because your inputs may be used as training data for a further iteration of ChatGPT, and we wouldn't want its output to include or resemble our confidential information. And then in parentheses, and I've already seen instances where its input closely matches existing material, end quote. Um, and that's what the lawyer wrote. And um, Insider apparently previously reported on it, and they provide a link to that article. So you'll have to go over to businessinsider.com and, and uh, read the rest of this article. Um, suffice it to say that ChatGPT and OpenAI is uh, a monster of our own creation. We will input stuff into it, mainly because I think that it's a great tool. I think that it can stir creativity. It shouldn't be treated as a direct replacement for human creation of uh, the written word. It can um, break somebody's writer's block in an instant um, or even uh, write wholesale. The, what the, the, uh, like for me, uh, and then I am interested in writing, but I just, I, I, I can't always write. So, um, it's one of those things where you have to focus and like I've mentioned in, in other channels, not everybody is a hyper efficient writer. So, um, all I can say is chat GPT is an asset, uh, how it's used. It's either used as a, as a tool and an asset or it's weaponized. And, um, I think that people might push it a little bit too far give credit where credit is due. If it isn't your wholesale original work, credit chat GPT and say that it was edited by a human. If you have to break it out into the amount, the ratio of uh, human written work versus chat GPT work, then do so. Um, but for crying out loud, don't, don't say it's all yours because there is a record of it documented in chat GPT somewhere. It's stored as a log. And when it does come out, you're, your career is wrecked if you say that you wrote everything. 
It's definitely not all written by you. If you use ChatGPT, it will come out eventually. Just takes an interested party. Um, so let's move on to the next article. Um, the next article is over in the Hatch Ideas channel, and it's a New York Stock Exchange glitch was traced back to an employee who left backup systems running. Um, an NYSE um, glitch was caused by a staffer in the exchange's Chicago data center, per Bloomberg. Uh, the employee failed to properly shut down the disaster recovery system and the glitch affected more than some uh, 250 companies and caused double digit swings for some share prices um, i had watched this happen um, in terms of people talking about it um, but i <laughs> i guess maybe for me i i it didn't really impact me but um Ryan Hogg over at businessinsider.com uh, wrote this article and they have this picture of uh, the uh, trading floor, which I didn't think people really even do anything with that anymore. Huh? Um, I thought it was like a movie set now. So the employee failed to shut down a disaster recovery system and um, that caused a little bit of chaos. So the New York Stock Exchange halted trading for several stocks on Tuesday for 15 minutes after a technical error meant that the exchange uh, didn't conduct opening auctions for the affected stocks, resulting in shares for some companies beginning at unusually high or low prices. And Morgan Stanley and Wells Fargo stock fell 13 and 15% respectively at the exchange's uh, 9.30 a.m. opening. I suppose that might be based on pending orders causing a swing when trading opened up and, and those orders weren't halted prior. Um, so it all piled on and then incorrect information inputs and outputs actually resulted in these uh, massive swings. So Walmart shares jumped 12% as a result of the glitch. Um, I wonder how they could probably forensically roll it back and stack it properly. Uh, but it might be too late you know the whole laissez-faire you invested so it is what it is so a person familiar with the matter told bloomberg that the error misled the exchange system to skip the opening auction treating the opening bell as a continuation of trading and failing to set opening prices so that's that's exactly what i'm saying um so sources with direct knowledge said that New York Stock Exchange executives spent hours trying to trace the source of the error until they were confident it wouldn't be report, uh, repeated um, and that it would, the trades could be clearly erroneous under market rules and subsequently canceled. So I guess um, maybe they'll roll it back, but nobody ever complains when the things are positive. Everybody bitches as soon as it's a negative. So um I don't think anybody's really immune to that. So let's move on to the next article. And um, we'll kinda, we're kind of, we're trucking through all of these articles. Uh, the next article is in the Warcrafter channel and it's about Dead Space. It's a game that everybody is anticipating. Uh, the Dead Space release time is almost here, according to the article. The remake of the 2008 original is the first, uh, was first announced in 2021 with the developers from the now-closed Visceral Games heading it up, and the first gameplay trailer surfaced in October last year, and now we're on the precipice of it actually launching. Uh, Sarah James um, writes the article over at PCGamer.com, 
and uh, they talk about how it's going to be released on January 27th. So we are, well, depending on where you are, it already is the 27th. So, and by the time you hear this, it will be the 27th. Um, I'm actually behind in um, uh, posting yesterday's article. I'm, let me click this and see if there's more to it. So, yeah. So in Los Angeles, 8 a.m. on uh, the 27th. So in a few hours, in close to 12 hours, that's when it'll release. And then 11 a.m. Um, New York time, 4 p.m. GMT, 5 p.m. CET, that's Berlin, um, and that whole timeline. And um, Tokyo and Sydney, so 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. January 28th. So you have to wait a little bit longer. I suppose, right? It's supposed to all be the same time frame, right? But for you, because you're a time traveling region of the world, you're a full day ahead by the time it rolls around to these time frames. I think that's how it works. I don't know anymore. What is time? It's like magnets. How do they work? Um, I'll move on to the next article. Um, Okay, so ChatGPT once more comes to the forefront of our news because it is really a, a, a huge impactor of what's going on in the world today, um, at least academically um, and in some cases professionally. And I think that the uh, ChatGPT and other AI and machine learning algorithms are uh, coming for our gerbs. Springer Nature, the world's largest academic publisher, has clarified its policies on the use of AI writing tools and scientific papers. The company announced this week that software like ChatGPT cannot be uh, credited as an author in papers published in its thousands of journals. By the way, anything that's uh, generated by artificial intelligence cannot get a copyright, cannot get a trademark cannot get a patent because it can only be assigned to a human being and by proxy the principles within a company it can be assigned to a company but there is an assignment uh, therein where it's a human that is the one that is actually the one that's in control of it so uh, if i invent something my name is on it but i can assign it to a company but i'm still the inventor uh, same thing with trademark, same thing with uh, copyright. Copyright is even worse because it cannot be given to anything other than a human. Um, they have the absolute right, and I can even assign it to somebody, but I can recall it as the owner of that work um, forever. I, I don't even think that you can license it away um, in terms of copyright, but the legality is that you would be taken to court because you've signed a contract for X number of dollars or years or whatever the terms are. Um, so it said here, let's go over to the article um, over at The Verge. Uh, James Vincent is the author and it says, but Springer Nature, which publishes thousands of scientific journals, says it has no problem with AI being used to help write research as long as it's used um, and properly disclosed. That's exactly what I've been saying. Um, so I agree with Springer Nature, um, and hence, obviously, I should be in charge of Springer Nature. Just kidding. I, I really don't like the whole academic publishing um, process because you pay an arm and a leg to get published. 
it's supposed to build provenance for your career and for the institution you do fundamental research for. Uh, but then there are all kinds of people that have to pay for it unless they're directly in academia. And it's basically just money, 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 money. So they say, uh, so obviously I'm going to lose another sponsorship, but, or never get a sponsorship, I should say, because I never had it. They felt compelled to clarify their position for their authors, for their editors, and for themselves. Magdalena Skipper, editor-in-chief of Springer Nature's flagship pub publication, Nature, tells The Verge. So it's a new generation of large language model tools, including ChatGPT, um, has really exploded into the community, which is rightly excited and playing with them, but also using them in ways that go beyond how they can genuinely be used at present. Well, no, if they're being used at present, that's genuinely how they can be used. Um, at any rate, ChatGPT and earlier lar large language models have already been named as authors in a small number of published papers, preprints, and scientific journals, but they're saying, nope, can't do it. And uh, I agree. You you can't assign them. They, they didn't do anything. So they're not the author. You're the author. They are a tool. So they're a line item somewhere. You can uh, put, put it in a, as illumination throughout the book. This was partially generated by chat GPT. Um, and uh, some purists will sit there and scoff at you and your work and say, well, you're not really the writer. Um, but you should, um, because you will be laughed out of the industry, whatever the industry might be, unless it's gibberish times, um, you will have to parse it so that you are well informed of what was written supposedly in your name under your pen. Um, otherwise you'll, like I said, you'll be a laughing stock. So it's because of issues like these that some organizations have banned chat GPT, including schools, colleges, which are schools to me, colleges or schools, um, and sites that depend on shareable, reliable information like programming, Q and a repository stack overflow earlier this month, the top academic conference on machine learning banned the use of all AI tools to write papers, though it did say authors could use such software to polish and edit their work. Ta-da, it is a tool. It isn't an end-all be-all to save your butt when you sit around for 99% of the time that you should be working on your doctoral thesis. You'll have to substantiate your claims and actually defend them. Let's move on to the next and last article for today. And, and here's where I'm going to end up kind of soapboxing for a little bit and throwing some shade at somebody because, honestly, Stephen Dorff, um, you know, they, okay. So the original blade quote unquote blade star, Stephen Dorff is sick of Marvel's worthless garbage mocks MCU's blade quote. We already did it and made it the best. Yeah. This person, unless they are directly in it, they think that everything is shit. So Stephen Dorff is no stranger to railing against Marvel. The actor went viral in 2021 after telling the independent that black widow looks like garbage and that he was embarrassed for its leading star. Um, Scarlett Johansson that, well, they also said last year that no, uh, you know, really sorry about that. Uh, and backtracked that whole thing. Now Dorf is back with a fresh Marvel tirade courtesy of the daily beast. Oh, and they, he actually blamed somebody the, the interviewer uh, because he basically was caught uh, monologuing. You know, he, he was 
whatever. He was just saying shit. And frankly, I think the only time that they think that anything is good is if they're in it. Right. Uh, so to me, it seems really narcissistic, but you know, whatever, um, you know, one person's yuck is somebody else's yum. And they say that they were the star in blade, but no, it's actually, he was a supporting role, um, opposite Wesley Snipes. Um, but Anyway, all of this is kind of a hot mess. Zach Scharf over at Variety.com um, wrote this article. And um, now, nowadays, I think Dorf is sitting there saying, well, totally loves Scarlet. And, and that's not really what was said. And it was taken out of context and la, la, la. Um, and then said something along the lines of, um, here they say the actor who flexed his comic book movie chops opposite Wesley Snipes in 1998's Blade said he'd only want to star in contemporary comic book films if they quote were more like when I started when we made Blade or the few that have been decent over the years like when Nolan did The Dark Knight and reinvented Batman from Tim Burton. So uh, Dorf only likes dark anything, right? Whatever it is, it has to be a, on the darker side. Um, so it says all this other garbage is just embarrassing. You know what I mean? Dorf continued. I mean, God bless them. They're making a bunch of money, but their movies suck. And then he laughs and then uh, uh, mocks Black Adam and uh, then calls out. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the new blade and i think that if the the producer of the new and the director of the new blade were to ask him to come on board um and and go through a proxy to make it like it's dwarf's idea to accept it out of the graciousness of their heart then yeah he'd be on board and everything would be tits you know everything would be perfect yeah right on um but it it's would be it would be just it's the thing. Um, and so all I can say now at this point is give them a, give them a shot. Whoever, I don't even remember who the director is. Ian Demange, I guess, is currently set to direct MCU's Blade movie. Um, give him a shot. Go, go contact him and say that he, he can come back as um, the what was the guy? I can't remember what his name was in the original. I liked Blade. Um, in fact, I think, well, I won't get into it, but um, there's something in Blade that I actually created years before for a competition. Um, and I, suddenly I see it in Blade and I'm like, what the hell? Um, and because I don't have the original um, thing that I offered up, in the contest, I, I, I can't sit there and actually like argue. Yeah. I'm the one that created it. So I just have to sit there and hint at it. Um, but it's a good conversation piece. Uh, I'll probably end up if anybody were interested in it, I'd do it. Uh, I'd talk about it, but I can't sit there and say that that's definitively my idea. Obviously ideas can be made in parallel and they can't be protected. Only the embodiment of it can be. Um, but at any rate, I said Marvel used to be 
Marvel is used to me trashing them anyway, Dorf said. How's that PG Blade movie going for you? You can't get a director. Laughs. You know, all of this is just very jocular. Um, But I'm pretty sure that if the director were to say, come on back, you know, the... um, I think he's like 50 years old now. Um, I'm sure that he'd enjoy coming back. Okay, well, that's it for today, I think. Um, This has been the Hometown Daily News Show for January 26, 2023. And uh, we did our 10 articles. Go over to hometown.showbot.tv. Go over to YouTube. um, Download the podcast. Definitely, uh, you know, there's a link over to Discord, but I don't really do much in Discord. I probably should. Um... But there's so many discords out there that I think that I uh, really like hanging out with you here in chat. So come back tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern, and we can have some more of a chat. Um, until then, I am Merwat. That is hometown.com. Stay awesome. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.